bitch with the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and returning guest Nancy, Brad Warner. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and Righteous Yu-Gi-Oh! Master, Tyler Cleary. <laughs> today, we will be discussing tourists and recording from four separate locations with fine adult beverages. All bullshit aside, let's bitch. I think it's a pretty good way just to generally say people are terrible. Because tourists are terrible. <laughs> tourists, are. terrible people. Uh, before we get into this, let's all talk about what we're drinking. Oh, fair. Uh, yes. Well, I, I went back to the old original, man. Guinness is like, I can slam six of these and feel fantastic. So, Ah, uh, yes. Slamming. It's slamming good for six. you, too. <laughs> it's like a meal. Um, in a, it's a meal in a glass. Yeah. Oh, good. Tyler? Do you like to? Uh, amaretto and orange juice. Again. Wow. <laughs> The the point Scumbag. is to change up what you're drinking every week, bro. Primo didn't. Primo no, but didn't. he's he's at the adult table. Yeah, oh, that doesn't you're, matter. You're trying That's to true. get to the adult. You're table. in training and you're right. fucking up. But both Brad and I are drinking some old fashions that he whipped up, and I'm also having a half glass of Cavassier for all of you ladies man fans. And uh, I'm also drinking some Polish vodka uh, called Zubroka, and it's infused with uh, bison grass, so it's a uh, Polish vodka called Blitzkrieg. People have been killed over it. I'm actually also finishing up my coffee, but there is amaretto in there for Tyler. I am uh, sipping a vodka called uh, Haku. It is a Japanese 100% uh, white rice vodka. It is lovely. So we got some bullshit hipster vodkas going on. Good stuff. Bullshit hipster vodka. So I thought at this point, um, we've all we've all told everyone what we're drinking, correct? Yeah. Indeed. Ra- raise your hand if you're not here. Okay. I thought we would go in and talk about what all of our experiences are in tourism and tourists and dealing with them and dealing with oh, it. Oh, God. So um, we should start with our guest because he probably has the most experience in a um, larger arena of that because he's worked in six different um, states, six different tourist locations over the last six years. Whoa. 666, the devil of tourism. <laughs> what is it that you do, Brad? So I work in uh, national parks mostly. Um Oh, in restaurants. So you're just exposed to um, all kinds of idiots all the time. You know, every time you think you've seen the dumbest thing, like somebody surprises you with some new bullshit. What exact places have you worked? So I've worked in Yellowstone National Park twice. Uh, I've worked in the Grand Canyon three times. Spent three summers on Mackinac Island in Michigan which is not a national park, but it was for a short time. It was actually the second national park, fun fact. Worked in Big Sky uh, in uh, Montana, and uh, worked in Acadia National Park last summer in Maine. So uh, your boy's been around. Yeah, he gets around. Gets around out of town. And he's also been a tourist because he just got back from New Zealand. (laughs) Are you experiencing any symptoms? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we're drinking old fashions with orange peel. Yeah, a little, you know, vitamin C. Vitamin C. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little alcohol. Help. Cool. Little Antiseptic, um, comforting qualities. Primo, would you like to go next? Yeah, so um, I've worked in numerous country clubs um, in the greater New York State area. I have worked for the Maidstone Club of East Hampton, New York, the Westchester Country Club of Rye, New York, and the Niagara Falls Country Club of Lewiston, New York. And I have also worked at the one and only 
Walt Disney World as a front desk um, concierge. So I got to see the super elite horrible people. And Chris Evans. The really <laughs> and the really shitty Disney super elite horrible people all the time. Wow. And I did that for roughly in total like six, seven years. You've seen the worst right. of humanity. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. And, he, like, and he's still alive, barely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> aged me horribly, hence why we're doing a podcast. Right. Yeah. I know Matt has a lot too. Oh God. Uh I worked at uh, two separate locations for one of the biggest corporations in the entire uh, nation, world even. I don't know if I should name them because uh, I might want to get hired by them. But uh, I can say that I was responsible for many ruined vacations because I was following the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Well put, Matt. I'm so sorry that uh, some children can't stand on a six-foot-tall water fountain. Yeah. Tyler? Um. So I've worked as a retail manager at uh, a theme park uh, company around here uh, for Where's a while here? now. So around where? Uh, Western New York. Thank you. How big Sorry. was it? Uh, very big. Uh, like the big. You would sit like some would say the biggest. Like Fox News would call it the biggest. The big. No, no, no. Fox News would call it the bigliest. <laughs> the bigliest. The bigliest. <laughs> okay. And then I've also worked at a country club. Okay, cool. In Lockport. Lockport has country clubs? Cockport? Yeah. So I actually have never worked in a big touristy area, but I did live in Niagara Falls for, for I think, right around three years. And then I grew up um, near one of the most popular state parks in the entire nation, um, also with Brad, Letchworth State Park. But I grew up like in town, close, really close to like the border, so we used to get a lot of people randomly coming through there as well but no i've never worked in one i'm not that fucking stupid <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well uh the company wow. you keep uh... <laughs> <laughs> um does anybody have any good stories that are off the bat bradley maybe you have to draw them out like they're all repressed memories i was a front desk concierge at the Yacht and Beach Club Resort at Disney World, which, for those of you who don't know, is a very, it's a high-end resort. It's a deluxe resort. Yeah. It's like the fourth Um, most expensive. Right. So, there were days when I would punch in at, like, 9 a.m. and would get bitched at for a straight 10 hours (laughs) till I punched out. I would have people come up to me with the most re-fucking-diculous, like, I had this problem in the park and I want you to fix it, sir. Like, no. Like, what? What? How? (laughs) Oh, someone was mean to you at uh, Epcot. So now I have to give you a day's back on your your room rate. Like, no, 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 Karen. Sorry, Karen. (laughs) Karen? She's working. Such an unfortunate name. (laughs) Um, We had this one lady and her husband come in. You know, Florida has a, has a very large uh, Spanish-speaking population, so a, a lot of right. the people on our front desk team spoke Spanish. And this woman from the start was just, you know, complaining about the bed linen in her room, like just a laundry list of things she was complaining about. And then in Spanish, she's talking to her husband, and then the cashier who's assisting them spoke Spanish. And she like she's like, okay, I have to step away from my terminal for a minute. Walks over to our front end supervisor, 
who also speaks Spanish, and was like, yeah, so basically this lady's telling her husband that she's going to keep complaining until we give her back her whole, like, rate on her vacation. And the manager walks up to her and just, like, shut her down immediately. And these people were loaded. I mean, stupid rich. Those are the worst kind of people. The people that show up to places like that that are actually rich and complain about everything to get money back on their vacation. Well, it's like one thing also to be like staying at one of the swankiest resorts, but to also be from a foreign country, probably, and that loaded and staying at that resort. Right. right. And still have that level of entitlement. It's fucking insane. And we also at my resort had a lot of um, <laughs> we would host a lot of Make-A-Wish families. So we would get. Did they make any wishes? Well, yeah. So these are kids <laughs> that who are like have terminal cancer and they're they're coming on this trip they have a very basic room and those parents don't care all they care about is spending time with their kid so you have these people who just are happy to be there with their dying kid and then you have these assholes who who are just trying to like shill the company for as much money as they can get of course i you know it's not the greatest company in the world but like don't be a piece of shit yeah no have some self-respect oh my god i have a statistic for y'all hit me with a statistic Um, so uh, France is the number one toured country in the world. Paris mm. is the number one city in the number one country. Um, but number two is a town of 15,000 residents called Lourdes, and they manage to attract 6 million visitors every year. Damn. To a town that only has 15,000 residents. What's yeah, the poll? Um, it's 270 hotels. Um and it is uh it's the what is it? The only ca- uh, only French city to have more is the capital. Wait, is it is it in the south of France? I don't know where it is. This is from telegraph.co.uk. Because I have to know, if it's so. that small of a country and it's not in the south of France, are they giving out free blowjobs <laughs> to every person that shows up? Well, I guess the, the main <laughs> attraction, like, why people... In, in France, it's absolutely not. Literally, literally to see apparitions of a peasant girl named uh, Bernadette. You shut up. What's the name of the city? What? Uh, <laughs> you shut up. You fact check it, Tyler. Uh, Lourdes, Back. it's L-O-U-R-D-E-S. <clears throat> Lourdes, France is like a massively pop. Now I get it. Now it's, I understand yeah. why yeah. it's so popular. Okay. No, but it's like so small. Yeah, but like See, when, the- I, when I say it, it's better. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. What? I've never been to fucking France. I don't know. It's a popular city. I just never heard anybody pronounce it Lourdes. Lourdes. I've never heard of it. Lourdes. Maybe Chad's heard of it. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I needed to hit that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Perfect. Was great. So I'll start with the one that's a little like sentimental, but it's totally like fucked up. I'm just here to show you like how fucked up people's brains get when they go to places like, I don't know, where Primo used to work. One day I worked at this uh, this attraction um, and is no longer open and where essentially the uh, ride queue had like a movie playing and then you could like leave that room and go into the ride. So as one person comes up, they're in a wheelchair, they're looking like pretty fine. Uh, they come to one of our cast members and uh, they're like, hey, I just want to sit here and like watch the movie. Is that cool? And they're like, sure. Yeah, why not? So they like roll the person over, they plop him down, lock him, and he's just watching the movie. The movie itself is about 45 minutes. This guy stayed there for three and a half hours watching Jesus. the same movie again and again and again. <laughs> so our manager is like, what the hell's going on? So they... So he goes over and like, hey, do you, um, do you do you want to like watch? Do you want to like go on the ride now? You've been waiting here for so long. And the guy's like, no, I'm waiting to die. 
And, then, and, and they're like, wait, excuse me? Um, and apparently the person had been given like two weeks to live. And this was the end of two weeks. So he was like, you know what? I want to die on this ride or in this ride queue right here. So I'm just going to wait to die. So naturally, after having told our manager this, they had to escort the man out of the ride. <laughs> Because you can't die at this location. Well, you can, but I mean, like, not on purpose. It's not allowed. <laughs> exactly. You can't plan it, but then... You can't euthanize yourself. However, uh, that leads into my next story perfectly. Sure. So there's this other attraction that's uh, based upon the um, the Everest mountain. Essentially, there's a single rider line, and there's a, ri- a line in which... You wait with a family and then get on, right? Sure. So this guy's in the single single rider line, and he's placed next to a kid of this one family. It's like a little girl about age 10. During this ride, um, everything stops. Uh, that ride vehicle is brought up because the man had died on the ride, right? Right. So everyone's like, holy fucking shit, there's a dead man here. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? The manager comes out to the man's family who went in the single rider line and was like, hey, um, I just want to let you know, uh, it seems as if your husband has passed away. And the first words. Is that person allowed to make that call? Yeah, well, it's pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, shouldn't you call someone first? They did. They did like the whole thing or whatever. But basically, I'm skipping over that part to get to the manager. So the manager says that to the family. And then the wife is like, oh, thank God. Oh, <laughs> oh thank God. <laughs> and no. again, the manager's like, what? So apparently the guy like had a heart condition and he was going to die in a month. And he's like, you know what? I want my last thing I do on this earth is going to be to die on that ride. And I get it. <laughs> exactly. It's a great fucking ride. However, <laughs> you know how some of these rides have a uh, camera system that like takes a picture that you can keep as a keepsake? Oh my god, how many, you probably had a whole album. <laughs> so the guy <laughs> died immediately upon descent. So there's a picture that exists somewhere of this guy who's flopped over on this 10-year-old girl, dead as fuck. <laughs> That poor ten-year-old girl. Poor, exactly. Jesus so he, the only thing is, this picture's taken within the first minute of the ride. So for the last seven to eight, he's just flopping around dead. Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh my god, it's so fucked real up. Real fucked up, but hilarious. But like these people it's just so like, hilarious. oh my god, these people just don't <laughs> understand that. There's other people that exist, and just because right. you're going to die doesn't mean you should traumatize some fucking child or traumatize an entire group of people who might just witness a guy die in a movie theater. Yeah, like, well, this is America, up. Matt. Fuck you. Well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I can die wherever um, I want and eat as much sausage I want, you know? It's all good. All the sausage. I have uh, one more. Do you want me to wait on it, or do you want to, like, uh, yeah, you can also, like, edit it. it. Um, uh, Primo, yeah. do you have anything? I, I, a fun story? I'm still I'm still percolating in my brain. I want to hear some of Brad's and definitely some of Tyler's because I feel like Tyler's yeah. had some Western New York Tyler's. winners. Oh yeah, dude, you work at Trash. Tyler, you should tell them about the vape story. Uh, backroom vape. All right, all that's right. not really a tourist so, story, but it's at a tourist location. All right, so I was having a really shitty day, and so I decided like, oh, I'm gonna go in my back room and like 
hit my vape really hard and like just kind of like relax. So I'm like chucking clouds in the back room. And <laughs> as soon as I walk out, suit and tie corporate people from Texas are walking towards my back room to do a safety <laughs> inspection. I had no idea what was happening. So like I run back in my room and just start like whipping my hands around trying to disperse the smoke and shit and as soon as i get out they're like hey can we like do a safety inspection i was like uh yeah sure so i opened the door with them they're like bro you can't be doing this <laughs> and like it was this huge ordeal like corporate took down my name were you ready for like a promotion at that point too yeah i just had a interview for a promotion and they were like yeah that's not happening <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, well, that's because you're dude. an idiot. I love you, but Jesus. <laughs> but you're a fucking idiot. That's why you're at the kids' table. They were like, bro, there's a smoking section right outside. <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're right. I didn't know I was allowed to just go there. Anything else that you want to add to that? Jesus like, Christ. another story in general? Oh, yeah, I have, like, hella stories. So, um, touching on, like, people not, like, just, like, following basic instructions. Uh, so... I work at the store for the biggest ride in the park and there's like, you know, signs saying don't bring your phones on the ride, like at all. It's just not Ooh. allowed. So somebody brought their phone on the ride and so they're going through the ride video recording it and at the last like part of it, there's like these three little quick bunny hills and this guy loses control of his phone. So the phone flies forward and you're going 75 like miles per hour forward and the phone flies back and smacks a 12-year-old girl right in the forehead. Oh, my God. Like, blood all over the train. Ooh. And then did she die on top of an ancient man? <laughs> Is there a picture of that? <laughs> Is it an opposite not... of what happened to me? Wait, what happened? Did the guy, please tell me the guy got arrested. The guy uh, did get arrested by park security. I don't know what happened after that. Working, working in hospitality, man, like. It's the worst changes you as a human being especially working at disney man you see people when when one thing doesn't go their way Ooh. people get brought down to their base human level and i mean like, like mob mentality screaming at you you ruined my whole vacation i fucking hate you you know i had a woman tell me i she hoped i died Whoa! Yeah, dude. Like, Jeez. wait, why? That's, uh, I mean, that's, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. People spend thousands of dollars on these trips, so when one tiny thing would happen, there were days, dude. I would drive home. I had like a 15 minute drive home from Disney to my apartment, and there were days I would just like ball my face off in the car because I was like, that was terrible today. Like today sucked. Jesus, <laughs> because I got screamed at by shitty rich people. Like so. The hotel he worked at was also a, vac a Disney vacation club. Right. So, like, re you, it's basically a point system. Like, you buy in, you get a whole bunch of points, and you can use them at different DVC resorts around the park. Sure. And the beach club is one of those. Now, there are certain rules when you check into those hotels. Like, normal check-in starts at 3. Their check-in starts at 4. You can make requests at Disney, but when you make requests, they are you were told right away that it's a request it's not like a guarantee that we're going to do this for you we would have people who stayed at dvc resorts that would be like i request they would show up at 7 a.m and be like i requested a 7 a.m check-in we're like 
Yeah, you your did. check-in's not till 4 p.m. You requested it, but it doesn't mean I have a room for you. Those people are still right. fucking asleep, you crazy lady. Well, what yeah, your f- request does not negate that there like are other people in the world exactly. that are here. <laughs> she goes, she goes exactly. well, what am I supposed to do? I Check-in's not till 4, then how, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, Go fuck yourself. Literally, <laughs> well, the thing is, they yeah. have a fucking, they have a service where you You're can like drop your bag off right. and go then the go park. douche something. Like, you can do uh, your like fucking makeup in the bathroom, deal with it, and then go out. Well, also, why there's the f- so much to do. Why the fuck did you show up at seven a.m.? Is that you bought the cheap flight? <laughs> it's in your contract. It's one of the most annoying things in general. Like with tourists, is like they expect you to revolve everything around their shittily planned oh itinerary. Like, so shittily planned. You showed up at this restaurant and you only have 20 minutes. Like, this is a fine dining restaurant. Fuck you. Yes. Right. It's going to take two hours. Like, I'm not getting you anything in 20 minutes. Like, I don't know why you thought that was ever possible, like, at any restaurant other than, like, fast food, you well, know? Then it's your problem. Yeah. Why did you, you know? think that was going to work? <laughs> then it's your problem. Well, it is. Then it's your problem. And then you're the person yeah. who fucked, who, like, ruined their day and did this and did that. And we, yeah, and then they're like, we waited in line for 45 minutes to get this table. And like, well, maybe you should have uh, figured your shit out and not done that. I remember a day specifically. I was working. I had worked a 3 to 11 shift. And then they asked me to stay from 11 to 3 to do, like, part half the overnight. And nothing happens during that day except the weirdest fucking people work overnights in hotels if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the different breed of people oh, right yeah, there. Most definitely. <laughs> That's when they save the weirdos. It was me and two super weird guys. And I remember I had these <laughs> two families back to back. And it was like bad weather or something. So a lot of flights were delayed. The first family comes in and the dad and the mom are just screaming at each other. They come right to the desk and I'm just like already like, oh, fuck. My flight was delayed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care. And I want this room. Well, ma'am, there's someone sleeping in that room <laughs> right now. Right. You know, just scream at each other. Their kids are cranky and tired. And then, and again, oh these people God. have like Louis Vuitton bags and they're super rich and they're so they're fucking privileged. Uh, whatever they fuck off and then the next family comes in same thing they're on the same flight they're all just tired the mom and dad you can tell they were a family who saved up a ton of money to bring their kids to disney world they were just happy they're like okay kids it's okay we're here we're at disney world and we're gonna have such a great day tomorrow and i was like hell yeah you are here's a free here's a free upgrade for your room you can have the room that <laughs> that bitch wanted <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's I don't think, awesome like, people understand that like if you just treat like the front desk people like nicely they're probably gonna do stuff exactly. just rather than just be like give me my fucking room right now just anyone in hospitality just don't be a yutz and it's so easy for me to want to help you just like in life right just, just don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick it goes a long way oh yeah uh, let's take a quick message break and we will be right back hey there nancy's in lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. Second Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. Second Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. 
SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com slash donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod. And we're back. We are. Sup, boys? What's going on? All right, so Matt, I know you had a question ready to go. People fucking suck when they travel, so I was wondering, like, what's your biggest pet peeve and or, like, what is the worst thing you've seen going through, like, TSA and airports and shit? Hmm. People just don't know how to fucking drive. No. Or walk. Or walk. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's like a high school. It's like the people that are the quickest out of the room are the slowest to walk. Equally, like when people are like, have your passport identification ready. And then everyone like has it like deep in their fucking checked luggage or some shit. And you're like, they are <laughs> announcing this over the fucking PA. Are you deaf? Are you are deaf, deaf or, or are you stupid? stupid? <laughs> are you stupid? Are you both? Give me both. Man, Nothing against deaf people. Me, Matt, I know you. I know you get this, Matt, is that it's especially, oh, yeah. especially at Disney World, man. People with fuck. I went, I'm coming back to strollers, man, because people with strollers are the absolute <laughs> fucking worst. They'll, if Dude. people with strollers got to get somewhere, they're just going to run that bitch into you. Oh my God. Have you seen? Well, people, people with babies in general. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a fucking six stack stroller before? Yes, I have. <laughs> a what? Like a double decker bus of babies. Because, literally, so it was nightmares. like because of, um, because of this person. They had to ban more than uh, what is it? Any, more than two, yeah. Any stroller over two kids that fits two kids. So this one had literally it was three on top, three on the bottom, and it was like raised like a fucking bunk bed. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. But like they got it in the park because it was narrow, but it was like fucking like I don't even know like six feet long. It was long. the night bus of <laughs> fucking. Stroller. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some. I've got some uh, sexual health care ointment for you. It's called super glue. Keep your goddamn legs shut, lady. Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Damn, dude. At Disney, when a park closes, like right after fireworks, dude, you just see all the people with the strollers just running other people over, and it's. Ugh. Oh, dude. Or like yeah. when you. <laughs> When I worked at Epcot doing Fast Pass rollout, one of the jobs was if there was oh, no I'm sorry. Oh, was terrible. Fast Pat roulette. <laughs> so one of the jobs we had to do was, oh, go assist with stroller parking. That was the worst job because the minute you have to move someone's stroller to another place, to a secondary location, yeah. people lose oh, their my fucking God. minds. Well, why I had to move your stroller because you left it in front of the bathroom, you asshole. Oh my god, it's like, where's my fucking stroller? It is right over there because you left it in the fucking entrance line. Obviously, I'm going to move it. (laughs) Oh man, I think it's time Uh. for 30 seconds with Tyler. Oh man, my favorite. Uh, We'll do do 30 seconds with Tyler. We will judge his performance. Um, and we'll take a we'll we'll elaborate a little bit. We'll take another break. Um, then we'll come back with some final thoughts. And I know Matt has some questions prepared. So um, here we go. 30 seconds with Tyler.
sounds before. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another segment of 30 Seconds with Tyler. For those of you who don't know, this segment is where our very own Junior Nancy Tyler Cleary gets 30 seconds to talk about anything he wants. Doesn't have to be about the topic of the day. Can be literally anything. The only difference is, folks, he is racing the clock for points. Tyler, are you ready? Yeah, dog. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Give me one more second. Do you want me to time it? All right, Tyler. Your 30 seconds done. starts now. All right, so I'm going to talk about an island in between uh, Spain and France that switches uh, who uh, runs it every six months. So the only important thing that's ever happened on this island was the Treaty of Pyrenees, and that was in 1659 to end the Franco-Spanish War. And literally, so (laughs) between February 1st and July 31st, Spain owns it. And between August 1st and January 31st, France runs it. And you are not allowed on it. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been 30 Seconds with Tyler. (laughs) That was a great job, Tyler. Damn. That was great, man. I am proud. proud, Yeah. I now know everything about that island. Yeah, all the important facts in 30 seconds. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any scores from anybody? Should we lead yet? off with our guest? All right, all right, yeah. Um, I'm going to give him a solid, um, I'm going to go 8.1 here. Ooh. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow, Tyler. You should you should be in Especially because Brad shit all over you the last time. That is my highest score. Thank you, thank you. I, I think the real takeaway here is that, like, France and uh, Spain, wow. Can't we all be like them? <laughs> We share an island. Can we all be like that? I wish I had an island to share, you know. But I'd share my island with you. I wonder if they got into it from like a timeshare type thing. But <laughs> all right, I want it from <laughs> May it's a burden. to August. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Matt, do you have a score? Oh, yeah, I'm giving that like a 9.3. 9.3? Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. God damn, Tyler, god damn. Dude, that was so informational. You it got was. points off because you stuttered a little bit. Yeah. You did, but we all do. But we all do, man. We all do. This is a fresh podcast. You can't expect perfection, okay? Yet. Talking to you, but um, Primo, do you have a score? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give him a solid nine, Tyler. I am so impressed with you, sweetheart. That's a nine for me, dog. Wow, you just. (laughs) I I, like Matt said. I got all the information I needed about that island in 30 seconds. Bravo. I just want to also say you have set the bar for yourself. So anything below this now, I'm just going to be really upset. (laughs) All right. That gives you a total score of 35.4 out of 40. Whoa. That was close. And what a good boy. What a good boy, Tyler. Can you put a clap track in there for him? I can do this. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, buddy. Sure Um, thing. So, uh, boys, what is your personal worst travel experience oh, is there a time one. that you were the bad tourist mm. i got one shall i go fire away yeah absolutely All Do right. it up, man. my worst experience as a tourist is hands down i went to a trues concert with my girlfriend in oshawa ontario and we stayed at this airbnb multiple things coincidental things happened that we were blamed for so um, the, the, the drain to the sink had come off. So while we were washing dishes and trying to like make the place look like clean and stuff, because we're good people and we like to put everything back. We did all the blankets and stuff. Water starts pouring off into the floor underneath the cabinet. So um, my lovely girlfriend turns off the sink 
we open up the cabinet underneath and it's just all filled with water. So what do I do? I go into the, the bathroom. I grab all the towels. I start soaking up all the water, right? Yeah. So the night prior, they had a lamp that was unplugged in the bedroom. So I plugged in the lamp and when I plugged in the lamp, the light bulb blew and then all the power in the bedroom had blown. <laughs> so it's so, so the lamp had short circuited the bedroom. So by the time the morning came around and we're cleaning up all the water, we have all these towels, right? So we take all the towels and what do you do at a hotel with towels? You just kind of like toss them in the shower yeah. or whatever. So we toss them in the shower. We we check out. We say we had a great time. It's good stuff. And we I forgot to mention that hey, when I plugged in that lamp, the power went out. So I get a message through Airbnb, and he's file he was filing a suit through Airbnb with me and Whoa. my girlfriend. Yeah, that we had uh, blown the circuitry downstairs. And we had put water on the outlet to do so, like deliberately. <laughs> you terrorist. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. What the That's fuck? That's a long shot. Who the hell does that? <laughs> right. Who, like, why would I do that as I take a sip of my Cavassier? Mm. Canadians are monsters. I, oh, that's a fine, that's a fine, fine cognac. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? So, um, and it was just like all these like weird like situations. So he just assumed that all these wet blankets or wet towels were for me cleaning up um, a faulty wiring system. Yeah, anyway, I, I was already in, like back in the United States by the time he had noticed and was messaging me because he had a check-in coming in soon. But he had to call like an electrician. He told me that he was like, going to charge me for the electrician. And I said, like, no, you're not because that's not what happened. And if you get a good electrician, he's going to tell you that that's not what happened. Yeah, exactly. So fucking go ahead and hire him, and he's going to tell you that I didn't do shit. <laughs> so... But yeah, that was probably probably wow. my worst traveling story, at least within the last like five years. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, moral of the story is fuck Canada. <laughs> no, um, not fuck Canada. Um, according to this uh, article I was reading on a website that's not reliable, Can Canadians are the smartest of all countries. <laughs> how, do you, people. how do you qualify that? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it recently. He's just trying to kiss up to the Canadians now. Every just no, he's not, well, the guy wasn't Canadian. The guy was from India. Who in the house? So, fuck them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, Primo, any uh, stories? Or any um, yeah. I don't know if I've ever been the the shitty tourist. I've been working in hospitality since I was, like, 15, working at my aunt's restaurant. So, it's, yes, so I understand the stress and that yeah. people, even at airports, go through. So I always try my best. I'm the person that tips like 30% at the restaurant because I just want to be like, is everybody okay? Because I've been there. I've been the person <laughs> who got no tip. Okay. I've been the person who's gotten screamed at. So I just... I observe a lot of people being super shitty. He's a good, good boy. So, uh, yeah, Primo is the uh, is better than all of us, is what yeah, he's saying. Um, um, fuck all so of you. So, fuck wow, Primo. What a fucking dick. <laughs> Seriously, Jesus. That's the only time I'll be kind is to other hospitality yeah. workers. Yes. Fuck everyone else. Well, like, everyone should, because then you also, like, if you're being served, like, by them, they will be more inclined to help you or give you free things. Right. <laughs> Always. Yes. I've gotten so many free drinks just from being nice to the waiters at, like, Disney. Literally. Literally. I think Brad had something. Yeah, I had to face the harsh reality um, when I was on vacation in New Zealand recently. I actually went with a, a work visa, but I decided not to work there because their currency isn't worth shit. At all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was um, driving around with a friend in a camper van, just sightseeing, essentially. And everywhere we'd go, we're just surrounded by the scourge of tourist humanity. <laughs> and then I like, I was like, oh shit, like we're just we're part of the problem right now. Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> oh shit. And I was where in uh, New Zealand were you? Uh, where wasn't I? 
Did you go to Hobbiton? Oh, okay, got it. Did you go to where they filmed Lord of the Rings? Did you just call it Hobbiton? That's what it's called. That's what the actual... It's Hobbiton. I did not go there because uh, I just kind of decided it was too expensive, and if I was going to spend my money, I would rather see the actual country, not a bullshit um, totally made up fair. in fantasy land. And like, yeah, they don't really let you do anything there. Like from what I, my friends I talked to that I met over there, like you could go in one, inside one set and the rest, you just kind of walk around outside and just charge you a bunch of money. You can't actually even drive there. You have to take this stupid shuttle and it's just a tourist trap. It's like Stonehenge, except Stonehenge is open one day a year, (laughs) two days a year. Right. I do have a good story where I was, was, uh, kind of an asshole tour. So I was on this, uh. Like sip and sail, like get drunk on a boat, mm-hmm. and uh, me and a friend um, just took it way too far. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, do tell. There's only one bathroom on the boat, and everybody's drinking heavily, so that's always occupied. So it came down to it, and oh god, yeah. We decided we're just gonna piss off the side of this boat. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and I'm like, you know, standing there like covering my friends so people don't see him and he was just too drunk to kind of get the idea so when i uh whipped it out <laughs> you were just exposing yeah. yourself i <laughs> just say that that boat full of nuns was very disappointed so yeah they put us in time out and no oh, more man. drinks for you were you uh did um, you have to walk the plank um i know tyler travels to a lot of ghost towns i was just in salem and um at my experience was absolutely wonderful i love fucking salem yeah but um tyler do you have any great ones maybe gettysburg or something no i didn't really have any like terrible experiences at like that place i think like the worst trip i ever had was salem oh, really? uh, <laughs> i fucking loved it <laughs> of man. course it was oh man i i thought that was such a bullshit place man it was so gimmicky i zero out of ten i probably would not go back unless it was for free i had a um, lot more fun because uh, i was there with my girlfriend because she fucking well it's mainly mainly because of hocus pocus but we got to go like see where like Thaddeus Biggs' uh, dude, house was the hocus pocus and... house was so cool like just chilling outside of it I it's right on the really harbor cool. yeah by the harbor i uh, know but <laughs> I, it, like it was just like so gimmicky like going into the haunted houses they were just like Oh yeah, like pick your scare level. So like I picked ten. Of course, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like I picked ten, and like they were like, "Oh, you're from Buffalo," and I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "You're not gonna find this scary." And the dude, like you know, people have like chainsaws yeah. usually. Yeah. At the like the scare you, they had a fucking leaf blower. <laughs> A fucking leaf blower. And the dude was in like a monkey costume. I'm like, I paid like 30 bucks for this. What oh the my fuck God. Is that? And then the guy asked for a cigarette off of me at the end. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, you got had, dude. Oh my um, God. That's hilarious. Did you give those- him a cigarette? Yes. Good nice. for you. Jesus. Good job, buddy. Oh. Um, f- for those of you who know uh, Western New York, um, specifically Buffalo, is uh, the host of many a haunted house. We're probably rival the, any other city in the mo- the quantity of haunted houses and yeah. quality. We have some great ones. I wasn't aware of this. So, yeah, 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 Buffalo, yeah. Niagara Falls. It also spilled over into Niagara Falls, Ontario. They have a lot of really good ones as well. Can Can the negative Nancys go to a haunted house and record our experience going through a haunted house? And then have a podcast talking about it after. Oh shit, we got three GoPros in here. Because and I also have yeah. like a ripoff GoPro. I have one too. And I can get us in for free at the ones that work. I love getting scared, but I scream like a bitch. 
because you are a bitch. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, as no one can see because this is a podcast, Tyler has a Fright Fest sweater on right now. So. Yes, boy. He also has pink neon lights behind him. I thought that was a band shirt. Oh. I thought it was a hair tie for the longest time. <laughs> what are uh, some of those band names we came up with? Like frozen oh no, poop we can't knife. take credit for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, Chuck Bryant and Josh. Over what stuff you should know? Oh, yeah, you hacks. What's uh the best vacation destination that you've gone to where you had the best time and maybe was a wholesome experience? Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can like sounds good. I'll have that. Mm. Yeah, it's like I can day. start too. Uh, um, I don't want to go first because I got to think about it. I've had some good vacations. Yeah, so, I got um, one. Who wants to go? Yeah, you got one, Matt? Yeah. So um, Karen and I, when we were uh, living in Florida, working for the the Walt Disney Corporation, um, we had reached a point where we were just like working all the fucking time. We're like, you know what? Let's just like travel somewhere that's like out of this fucking state. So we drove up to uh, Savannah. Not knowing anything about it. Like, we had no idea, like, what the tourist destinations were. We didn't know where to eat, blah, 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 blah. Um, so we were, like, in the heart of Savannah. So, like, where all, like, the haunted shit was. Um, so one of the very first nights, we went on a, a haunted pub crawl. And we had this, this super ethereal, witchy tour guide. And she just was the best fucking storyteller. She took us to all these amazing pubs with a bunch of cheap drinks. And there's no open container policy in Savannah. So you can drink outside. Fuck yeah. So we were just getting fucking hammered, experiencing all these ghost locations. And it was just like the most wholesome thing ever. We met so many couples. It was just great. Um, also, while we were in the basement of this one pub, <laughs> there was a picture being taken of a couple at a table and in the background of the picture was a man in colonial garb, but like only half of his body <laughs> because it was a fucking ghost that was going back into dope. the cellar. It was so dope. I'm like, oh, my That's God, like, we actually got to like witness something story. like that. Yeah. So highly recommend Savannah. And it's one of the best it, like food locations, destinations I've ever been to. It's fucking amazing. Awesome. Dope. Um, so yeah. I can think of two Savannah. stories that I will shorten to make uh, time for it to be equivalent to one story. Yeah. Um, unless Primo wants to no, go, go first. Okay. So um, after my first year of college, um, all of my high school friends and I got together over the summer because we all came back and it was just kind of like this weird situation. But we knew we were all coming back. So um, during like the final months of college, we kind of got together via online chatting and group messaging. We decided to take this trip to Myrtle Beach, just all of us. And at the time, mm-hmm. I used to drive this really creepy. I, I, I mean, like you can only call it one thing, and that's a creeper van. It's a white van, no windows on one side. We decided to buy some bus seats and have them uh, welded into the van. So we did that, and then we went to Myrtle Beach. And one of my friends was just like, he just got so hot and sweaty whenever he was in there. Shout out to Shane. That he had to, he sat the entire time on this fucking trip in a goddamn beanbag chair in a van. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! So we got we got there and it was it was just like a great time. We just did a bunch of really cool shit. We met some really smoking hot foreign like ladies who was who were working for like the tourist attraction mm. type situation. So we we met some um, some girls from like Russia who were there, and we met um, I, I met a girl from Colombia who was there, and we just had like just like so much god 
goddamn fun. It should have been illegal. That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah, I tried to recreate that vacation a couple times with um, some other people, and it was it's just never the same. That that one time was just just something yeah. magical about it. Yeah. So on that trip where I went to Salem with um, my girlfriend, we also went to Boston literally the next day, and we did a historical bar crawl of Boston. Which was fucking incredible. Ooh. We got, we got, we. I got loaded in places that like Al Capone and the founding fathers used to get shit faced. That's awesome. Hell yeah, That's coolest sick. thing. We went from everywhere from like I think it's called the Green Dragon, like literally places where the whole reason that our country exists is because people used to go get there, get fucked up, and bitch about yes. England. Yeah, the whole reason that yes. our country exists. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, dude. Yes, <laughs> it was so great. There's this like, it's an incredible like almost patriotic feeling of getting wasted in a place where there's so much history like that. There's nothing like getting drunk for America. I don't, I don't remember the girl's name who who ran it, but she took us to places where like like JFK proposed to Jackie, and while he was proposing to Jackie, was the same time that Malcolm X was like just like a he was like a waiter there. Whoa! We got to go to a bar that was turned into a bar after it was a prison, and it's a prison where Malcolm X was held a prisoner, and that's where he like went through his whole like um, conversion to being a Muslim and all this crazy shit. Yeah, I became friends with uh, all kinds of cool people. Like we had a girl on the tour who was born in Chernobyl like a year before the huge nuclear incident and she was like totally fine but it was really cool to hang out with her and just talk to her about like what it was like to grow up in Russia and like having to move to different towns knowing that people know that you were born there so people were like scared to come up and talk to you because they were afraid they're gonna get radiation off of you that's crazy like crazy it was just like Damn, the coolest the, one of the coolest fucking things got to like I, I went over to Paul Revere's house and I remember being like just like fucking stupid drunk and just I, I just went up and like touched his window just like an asshole but that's probably me being a douchebag tourist so I guess that all brings it back in <laughs> um, <laughs> alright so um, Primo the place Kirsten and I have really started to love is Hawaii we've been there three uh, times now fuck you Dude, it's just, I never felt more at peace as a human being being at a place right. before. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the only place that you probably breathe. Right. Well, that, yeah, you're not wrong. The air is clean. The people are nice. It's right. beautiful. The food is fresh. It's just, I don't know, man. It's so cool. It's such a mellow place to be. And I said to Kirsten, I was like, I don't care what it takes. I am fucking retiring out there. I'll do my po- this podcast however long we do it for. If we're that old, I'll do it remotely. Yeah. Like we're doing now. This is um, actually kind of nice. Yeah. You know, but no, I recommend everybody going out there. I'm actually surprised, Brad. That's a place, tourist-wise, that I think you would probably love to work. I was actually going to stop there on my way back from New Zealand, but with the whole fucking pandemic shit, it just made more sense to come home. Uh, if you ever go... Before all hell broke loose. If you ever go, go to the Big Island. It's just... It's not super touristy. It's not commercialized like Oahu. It's it's. Yeah, I have a handful of friends that have lived there and you know, worked there or become homeless hippies. You know, eating pineapple and shit. And you can do that out there. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's just an awesome place. You like, can do that out there. I'm so excited yeah. to like. Because I talked about how awesome it's going to be to like take Penny there and start sharing. Like we every time we go, we go to these awesome dive restaurants and bars and be able to take her to these places and share those experiences with her so that's what we're looking forward to it's fantastic hell yeah yeah tyler you got 30 seconds 30 seconds on the clock tyler (laughs) all right so uh i never like really traveled too far off the east coast but like i'd never been to new york city so me and my girlfriend decided to go to uh new york city and i think like the coolest place there for me at least was uh 
going to uh the mat i love the like i just thought that Mm. place was like so surreal and badass man like you see like so much cool shit like we were there for like six or seven hours and we didn't even get through the entire place but like that whole trip was great just because like i don't know new york city man it's dope that was 27 seconds wow (laughs) you should have led with that ty when i was a kid my my dad used to you know it was like the classic vacation movie scenario where he would always try his hardest to make an incredible vacation for his family yeah being, absolutely being, i mean like not his whole family like i have two sisters that um that weren't there but you know it's just me mom and and pa we went to yellowstone and um devil's tower and i don't know if you heard that bell but that's benny he's coming in here to say hi he's chilling he's a chiller mm-hmm. that that one was pretty cool but the one that was really cool was uh i'm a huge baseball fan and we did a, a tour of baseball stadiums. So we went up to, uh, we started in um, North. So we went to Boston. I got to see Nomar Garcia Parr in like his last year. Nomar. Nomar. Got to see Nomar. They lost. Then we went to New York. And then I got to see the Mets play. And Ken Griffey Jr. hit this towering pop fly into center field. And Mike Cameron missed it. The Mets ended up losing as they do. And um, even though that's my team. The next game, though, was supposed to be an Al Leiter game. In, uh, playing for the Mets against the Yankees, and that game, we I remember sitting there for two hours waiting for the game to, to play, and the game got rained out. And I remember just being like a little kid wearing a Mets jersey in 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 the old Aww. old Yankee Stadium, and just like bawling my eyes out like a, like a little fucking pansy. Damn. But dude, yeah, it sucked. But at the same time, uh, like we had like a lot of fun. From there, we went to PNC Park where we got to see Albert Pujols, and that was a great game too. But there was a little bit of like PSD involved in that because leading up to it, it was raining like a motherfucker, and uh, they had to delay the game by about an hour and a half. So I was just like, man, if we went on this huge baseball trip and two of like what the four games get rained out, I'm gonna be seriously pissed off. But um, no, it was a great trip. Um, Bradley. It's weird sometimes working in all these tourist places, you kind of take your life for granted. Like, essentially, I'm always in a cool place. I've had the the opportunity to live in some of, like, the best places in America, so it's nice to think about it sometimes and be like, wow, Mm -hmm. yeah, I live, like, 150 yards from Old Faithful. That's pretty fucking badass. Or, like, on the edge of the Grand Canyon. And uh, you see all these awesome places and then you just bitch about them <laughs> well, it's funny because in your line of work i would assume it's it's you do have like a little bit of a feeling that you are on vacation yourself not your day-to-day life but on your uh weekends or whatever if you get a weekend which is not always the case yeah you get out and do things and you're like wow i do live in this majestic magical forest that everybody in the world wants to come see and it kind of recharges the batteries. That's that's fucking wholesome. There's your wholesome story, Matt. That's fucking wholesome. I think one of the uh, the best places I've been was out in California. It's probably like 45 minutes outside of Yosemite National Park. And I won't disclose the exact location. It's not like a secret place. A lot of people know where it is, but <laughs> it's already overcrowded. But there's these hot springs out there. And you're like in between two majestic mountain ranges. Mm. And me and a friend went out there on a road trip and we just waited for everyone to leave and we camped out. So it was just nighttime. Sky full of stars. Had a 30 rack of PBR. That a boy. A hot tub, you know, <laughs> fed by a natural hot spring. Doesn't get any better than that. It does not. With that, we will take another break. Hey, everyone. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcasts, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the Buffalo, New York theater community. Primo, Matt, and myself will choose a company we truly love each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic. 
This one goes out to the fine people of the New Phoenix Theater of Johnson Park. It would be an even deeper catastrophe if this beacon of artistic light were to never open their doors again. I just finished sound designing a two-man show there called Kiss of the Spider Woman in celebration of their 25th season as an independent theater. Directed by the incredible Victoria Perez, stage managed by the great Mike Dobin and starring brilliant actors Rolando Martin Gomez and Rick Latimer. This show is one of my favorite shows I've ever worked on and I do upwards of 20 shows a year all over Buffalo. The New Phoenix Theater is owned and operated by my dear friend Richard Lambert. I can't tell you how much I love this man for his vision and beautiful personality. He may be the most graceful and successful risk taker I've ever worked with. I am so honored to know this wonderful man and even more so to call him my friend. If you would like to send love and support to the New Phoenix Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be easily sent via the Donation Now button at newphoenixtheater.org. That's N-E-W-P-H. O-E-N-I-X-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Mail-in donations can be sent to 95 Johnson Park, Buffalo, New York, 14201. And you can place over-the-phone donations by dialing 716-853-1334. To those of you who choose to help, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I deeply appreciate it. Now, on with the show! And we're back! <laughs> Okay, so we are back here with some random facts about how COVID-19 has affected the tourist industry. So Brad has some things that will tie in with current events and also bitch about tourism. So uh, his whole industry is under fire currently because that's pretty much how Brad oh, makes yeah. his money. So uh, Bradley. Yeah, um, all you know, with everything shutting down across the nation, so are the, the parks and um, all my friends are currently kind of in limbo i actually have heard about a number of people that are going to kind of just squat on government land it's it's legal but like they're out in um national forests and stuff and people are just just camping being like hardcore hippies right waiting it out because there's just no work to be had and no money to be made so all these people are displaced and like some places have just kicked all their employees out of their housing. It's actually kind of a big deal. Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, Is that even legal? Some places are doing all right. They're just keeping everybody there, and they're feeding people, and nobody's making any money right now, but at least they're not, like, homeless. Do we know the legality of uh, government kicking people out of, like, government-funded ho- housing during a crisis? Well, it's not technically the government, because they subcontract to these corporations. So right. there's all, it'd be a really gray legal area of all this stuff, but... Yeah, it gets pretty weird. I actually uh, lost a a job myself for the summer up in Alaska because all of the uh, the tourist base for Alaska is mostly like cruises, and everybody immediately canceled their cruises for Alaska this summer after all the initial crazy bullshit with this uh, right. coronavirus nonsense. So lost that contract, and my uh, contract for Yellowstone right now is kind of up in the air i'm not sure what's going on with that it's definitely delayed by at least a month so right but but parks are still open um right 
Yeah, as far as I know, but they've shut down the concessions because all the restaurants and stuff, oh, they, you oh, know, oh. They, yeah, they don't want people contaminating things and all that. So In that, too, a lot of people that work at touristy national parks and stuff are people that aren't from the area. There are a lot of people that come That's there. That's fair. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, everybody that works there. There's a lot of international people, too, so I wonder what's happening with them. Um, like, there's all these people that come on uh, what they call J-1 visas, so they're like students, and they come... Um, some work visas and they end up in national parks and stuff and what are they going to do are they going to like deport these people or are they right. going to are these people just mm. kind of everybody's just in limbo right now it's right. a weird time shit for the people that work in the industry for those of you who are going to areas with uh tourists or if you are lucky enough to be able to tip somebody lucky enough to be able to tip somebody in this time period we suggest that you do so you do so well um if you can um and with that, does anyone have anything to add? I mean, just like in the tourism part, like, yeah. uh, well, the industry hurting, it's like Disney let go like 10,000 college program uh, workers. So like that's a seventh of their workforce almost. There's nobody to deal with the bullshit tourists. They just sent them home. Yeah. It's what like they're, there's no way in hell they're going to reopen Right. On April 1st. How am I and supposed also to kill just... myself on a ride if there's nobody there working? <laughs> if there's no ride to kill yourself on. <laughs> right. And have all these poor kids be exposed to it. How long is this going to take for everyone to recover? Right. And like my uh, my other friend, she was on a, a cruise. Uh, she worked on a cruise. She was um, in one of the shows. She was in uh, Million Dollar Quartet. And they were quarantined for like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And then they sent them all home. But all their contracts are terminated, so it's like. And then once you come home and you have to get a job to get to come home too, um, you 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 can't because you're on quarantine for another fourteen and days. And you can't like unless you want to work for like DoorDash, which I don't know how you would go from performing on a fucking cruise ship to DoorDash. Like that just that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I know of a guy who is working as a performer on a cruise ship as well, and he found out he had basically lost his job. Like from the news like not even from his own company are you kidding yeah and oh dude that's fucked i don't know what's going on with his situation but i know they were kind of like stranded in a port somewhere and i don't know whatever came of it like crazy times for people yeah working <sighs> in this industry i'm sorry that so like a uh, such a volatile time for you dude like, luckily i was planning on being on vacation right now so that's true. The worst that's happened is my vacation has been ruined. Yeah, your friend has a place yeah. with a nice, comfy uh, mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Extra mattress. So then uh, Roy had to come pick you up in a hazmat suit. It's working out all right for me, but... We've been eating like fucking kings, can I say? I started working yeah, out for like oh, the yeah. first time in like 10 years, because just out right. of boredom. Did it work? You should be, you fat shit. He's not a fat shit. <laughs> if anybody's ever seen Brad, there's one thing you don't call him. You might call him a shit, but you won't call him a fat shit. <laughs> I was joking with a friend the other day, and we were talking about how, like, this is just the ultimate white privilege. Like, oh, my year-long vacation's been ruined by this virus, <laughs> and now I have to go hang out with my friend. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. In quarantine. In no, quarantine. Steaks and get getting shape for the first time in 10 years, yeah. and... Get drunk mm. every day. <laughs> <laughs> right now I found out that the CDC has made um, Malaysia a level three avoidance. Malaysia. <laughs> Malaysia. Malaysia. 
Malaysia. Uh, whatever the fuck that means, Malaysia. do not go to Malaysia. <laughs> because if you just search COVID-19 tourism, the first thing that pops up is Malaysia. So probably avoid that and avoid everything. Oh, can I talk about a panic attack I had yesterday? Sure. All right. So yesterday, Brad and I went to the liquor store where we bought an obscene amount of alcohol. Brad spent about $75. I spent about 60 We're loaded for the next few episodes. We're good. Um, so I'm in there and I asked the guy for a Malbec, which is an Argentinian dry wine. While, while he takes me over there, this lady comes over to me and she's, she's standing in the same a- uh, area and she starts talking to me about how she was just in Chile and she can tell like that we're not within six feet, obviously of each other because, um, she was clearly a 65 year old woman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and avoids like common sense. We're standing there talking to each other, and she keeps, like, creeping closer to me, like, to the point where it seems like she wants to say whatever she's saying inside my mouth. <laughs> so I start backing away slowly, like, like not to be offensive, because I, I don't want to come off rude, and I want to listen to what this lady's saying, but I didn't hear a fucking word she said. She comes back, and she's like, oh, everything's gone to the computers. Oh, it's all computers now. You got to do the computers. If you're, you got to, I came home from vacation in Chile. And all these places that probably have this goddamn disease that you're afraid of. And why are you backing away from me? And, like, it was just the most obscene fucking thing ever, dude. Like, I I was, like, clearly trying to back away from her. She got so close that I could smell that she had a fucking halls in her mouth. And now I'm freaking out because I'm like, well, if you got a sore throat, you should probably not be talking or in public. Or next to me. (laughs) Or trying to fucking stick your tongue down my throat. So I just start backing up slowly and slowly and slowly. Then finally, Brad comes over from, like, the vodka area to, like, the wine area and I'm like oh you're ready to go cool nice talking to you and I just walk away and then she just stands there for a minute and then I had to let the like fucking aisle air out because like I walked over there like after she had left the aisle to go get my fucking wine dude honestly by the time she started talking to me I was in the center of the aisle by the time we finished talking I was near the end of it Near the end of an aisle in a liquor store. Wrong with yeah, her. that is not. Yeah, she just wouldn't shut the fuck that's not up, kosher. and she wouldn't stop like being in my face. She kept talking about the virus and COVID and how like everything is changing because of it. Yeah, and how everybody needs and yeah, and, and how like you can't trust anybody. But she was like doing it to me, and I was just like having like. I, like my blood, I like I felt like I was getting like blush in the face. Yeah, because it's that generation that doesn't give a fuck and they're the most susceptible to it. Right. And what's crazy is that, like, if anybody in that situation should have been worried about somebody in that conversation talking too close to them, it should have been her worried about fucking me because I'm the one that supposedly doesn't give a fuck and I'm also the one that's going to survive it. God, fuck her. But here's the deal is that my girlfriend has asthma, so if I get that fucking thing and then I go over and I kiss her on the mouth, she could die. So, like, at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm as worried as you should be. LOL, but anyway, that's my little bitch. Damn. I, I'm, like, noticing that, like, people people in that age group of that lady and like gen zers just like literally don't give a shit like i watched an interview where this like one kid about my age he was just like i don't give a fuck if i get it i'm just trying to have a good time man like and i saw that he was on vacation in miami yeah yeah like and it's just like why are you guys like fucking packing beaches like this is fucking ridiculous well dude fucking in buffalo on saint patrick's day man when's the last time you left the house uh nine days ago nine days ago Damn. Yeah, I, the last one was my outsider show, and then after that, I was like, "Fuck this, peace." When were you exposed? Uh, fourteen days ago. I've completed that quarantine. When did you expose yourself? All the time, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> all the time. Like and subscribe if you like to follow my private Snapchats. Uh, slide up. It's uh Matt up. delight ya. <laughs> delight ya. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll um, delight ya. Fucking, <laughs> the, like at the Galleria Mall. 
um on that one Tuesday that I had to go there to pick up a gift for my friend's wedding, there happened to be a person there who got test positive. Right. So, yeah. But now, it's, like I said, it's been 14 days, so technically that's done. But now I'm, like, dreading going to Wegmans because I don't want to die. Right. Like everyone else should be worried. They don't... You shouldn't want to die. Which is fucked up. Unless you, uh, unless you were told you have two months to live and uh, you happen to be at Walt Disney World. <laughs> and then... <laughs> You ride uh, Expedition Everest and um, you die. Right. That that has been another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Dancies. I appreciate you all for listening and uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Um, with that, goodbye. Peace. Remember to wash your hands for 20 seconds, you dirty fucks. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancies.fireside.fm and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at negativenancyspodcast. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.